You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to a new week. I'm so glad that you're here and that we're spending this time together. And this is a topic that is pretty heavy. I think you knew that when you hit play. Uh, we're talking about grief and, and that process and going through that process and what it takes and really just acknowledging how truly difficult it is. And I wanted to have a conversation like this after reading my guest's book. It was incredible. It's called The Way Through the Woods, and it's all about her journey uh, and healing after the loss of her husband. And interestingly enough, she, she was always a writer. She was an anthropologist, but she never wrote about this type of stuff. She never wrote about herself. And it was when she went through that grieving process and her story that this book came to be. And when I found it, I fell in love with it and said, you know, I have to have her on the show to talk about this. And so we do, we talk about what happened to her and, and really more importantly, and I think most beneficial to you is what she did um, emotionally and mentally to get through that period. And so my hope is that if you are going through something, you hear this and you are uplifted and you are given hope and you are given actual strategies. Um, And, you know, as she says, everyone grieves differently. Um, But what she shares is absolutely um, powerful and I think will help you uh, no matter what stage of grief you are in. And if you're not in any stage of grief, that's great too. But to have these tools in the back of your mind for if and when that does happen, I think is crucial. So... Without further ado, please enjoy my episode with Long Lit Wound. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. If you didn't already know, yes, I have a CBD line. I know there are a lot of lines out there, but when I created mine, I had the mother in mind. I wanted her to be able to access the healing power of cannabis, um, the cleanest, most organic version at the lowest cost. And I think that I've done that. Um, And that's why we're still around after several years, despite the market being absolutely flooded. You know, we are completely organic. We are USA grown. We are sustainably sourced. And um, the stories from my clients out there who have tried it, I've just, have really buoyed my spirit and, and created just this this amazing community around the line. So pick up yours today at motherhoodunstressed.com and use the code Buckhead to save. Hello, Loon. Welcome to the show. I am so honored that you're here. I loved you. I sped through your book. I loved it. It was so touching and real and authentic and uh, taught me a lot about mushrooms, which I don't know how you combine all of those things into one book. It's very strange. Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Liz. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. So diving right in, talk to us about how this book came to be. Um, you know, obviously it came out of a very hard time in your life. Um, but did you know when you started writing it that it would be what it is today? No, definitely I did not. Um, well, the book came about organically, you know, which is fine since you're talking about nature writing. Um, and yes, uh, it all started when I, I, I lost my husband very suddenly and was, uh, uh, in a very dark place and um, by chance uh, stumbled upon this uh, mushrooming for beginners course uh, amongst many other things which I tried to, to you know, to soothe myself and, my, and relieve my pain. But anyway, but the mushroom course did it because it really got me... Uh, well, engage with life again, 
very generally. And and since I'm an anthropologist, I was also fascinated by the people I met, you know, this strange tribe of mushroom collectors, first in Norway, but then other other parts of the world too, you know. And then and they do share some some similarities, you know. So it's like a um, you know, they share a culture. So mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, maybe this could be interesting as a book, because I started telling my friends about it and they were very encouraging. I do not know whether it was because they were just happy that I was sort of like feeling better now or whether they thought that this could be a book. But anyway, so I started writing a book, a very quirky personal book about, about mushrooming, about mushroom people. And um, actually, I got a grant to write that. So I knew then that I, it was not completely crazy, this idea I had. But then halfway through writing the book, I, um, I was wondering, uh, you know, where am I going to put my husband in the book? Because mm-hmm. the loss of my husband, because for me, in my mind, I mean, these two very disparate themes are connected, you know, mushrooms and mourning. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll just write a line in the preface or something like that. But the minute I started writing about the loss of him, I knew that this book had two stories, you know, this, there's this outer journey my journey into the kingdom of fungi because it is its own kingdom mm-hmm. um, and this inner journey in this landscape of grief. And the book is about how I go into the forest and come out of my grief. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got chills when you were talking because that's really what comes across in the pages. You know, I mm. didn't really know what to expect when I started it, but from page one, I was engaged. I mean, it read like a novel, you know, and you you so clearly describe your grief and, and the shock of losing him so young. Um, were you surprised, you know, when you did find this group and you were in the woods, how healing that was going to be? Did you expect it to be so transformative? No, definitely not. You know, definitely not. Like, like I mentioned, you know, I did a bunch of other things too, you know, yoga, meditation, anything, anybody suggested I did it because I was desperate you know I was desperate to to find some relief you know um so I certainly didn't know that this this was going to happen with the yeah out in nature with the mushrooms but of course thinking back it's uh it seems all now very logical and obvious you know but yeah but I didn't know then yeah yeah was there a time when you were out in the woods where you suddenly felt lighter or like a little bit of that weight of the grief had kind of fallen off? I mean, do you remember that moment or was it kind of a... No, it was very gradual. It was very mm-hmm. gradual because I described this moment that you're talking about at the end of the book and it was certainly not out in the woods where then where, where, where that happened, you know. Um, but mushroom by mushroom, step by step, you know, that was what was happening to me, yeah. And I certainly did feel that, you know, that this is, I felt that this is what I need to do because this was the only light in my life, you know. So Mm -hmm. even though I didn't know what was happening, I I, I just, I knew that, well, at least this is okay, you know, keep doing this, you know, yeah. So it was more like that, yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that all of the the tribe of the people, the mushroomers, they kind of leave their personal lives outside. And when they get together, it's all about mushrooms. So is that 
kind of a critical part in your healing as well, because you didn't really have to talk about what you had been through, what you were going through. You could really just focus in on the science and, and the searching. Mm, mm. Of course, now I'm talking, you know, mushroom people come in many shapes and sizes. Okay. Now I'm talking <laughs> like about mushrooms. The, <laughs> yeah. Good one. So, uh, so of course I met the, the, the people I talk about in the book are mostly the, you know, the, the hardcore mushroomers. Okay. So for these people, definitely they leave everything, uh, you know, in the car before you get into the forest. Right. And then, uh, yeah, uh, because of course, among my friends, I was the widow, you know, uh, and here a lot of people didn't even, I didn't talk about my husband. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that what had happened. They didn't know, you know, what I did otherwise. Or and you know, people are just, yeah, like you said, you know, just just into the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I'm curious though, when you were out there in the woods, was there ever a time where you were thinking, you know, or feeling that your husband was with you? Well, I feel that he's with me all the time. So mm-hmm. I mean. In, in various ways so of course you know when one well when I grieved I mean grieving is very different from from person to person but it was like in the beginning actually in the book what I'm talking about is a phase which I would call now acute grief this is like immediately after he dies mm-hmm. right so of course now it's been so many years now it, I, I don't think about him in the same way it doesn't mean he's gone away or whatever but I don't think he doesn't I don't think about him 24/7 put it that way and mm-hmm. and at that time I certainly did and he was yeah. like not just 24/7 but 24/7 of mi- hours you know of missing him is mm-hmm. like the the the, the uh, in in Brazil they have this wonderful um um concept which they call saudade it means uh, the presence of absence mm. you know so it's there all the time the absence yeah yeah like forcing yourself to breathe and to eat and to to yeah. do what you like, need to do because it's so yeah. heavy that's yeah. incredible so what are some of the most memorable responses that you've gotten from readers? I mean, when you were writing the book, was it really just to process your own story and grief? Or did you have a, an idea of this is who I want to write this book for? Well, to tell you the truth, when I was writing, I didn't think about any readers at all. I was, just, <laughs> I, I, I was not even thinking about processing my grief. I was just thinking about writing the book. I didn't wow. think about it. You know, it was just, I was just going to write this book, you know, I mean... I didn't know if it was going to be a book. I, I just was writing this, you know. So yeah. all this has come afterwards, you know. Yeah, That's amazing. So have, has yeah. anyone reached out, people who have read your book and just said, God, thank you, thank you? So many, mm-hmm. so many. All over the world, you know, because it's, wow. it's translated into 15 languages. So, you know, the, yeah, so many people respond. But in different ways, you know, because people people come to the book from different angles. Of course, the obvious one is the mushroom or the morning. But people come to it. But it is also a story. I mean, it's a narrative. So people come to it, you know, for different reasons, you know. I mean, it is a book about, uh, actually, you know, it is actually a book about love. And it is a book about life, you know, that that's so general and so huge, you know, it, it can reach anybody, you know? Yeah. But of course, uh, 
the obvious candidates, you know, the obvious readers are these two big groups, you know. Yeah, I mean, and to be to be frank with you, I mean, that's why I picked it up. I love the cover art. I think it's so beautiful. Mm, Even yes. your name was so beautiful to me. And then the mushroom thing, because I've I've been obsessed with mushrooms for a long time. Ah. I, I drink it in my coffee. And so, like I said before, as I was reading it, I was really just, I was really blown away because I think when you pick up a book and you're like, okay, I'm going to learn about mushrooms or learn more about it, you don't expect to be touched on an emotional level the way that you write. Have you always been someone who could write so clearly about emotions and feelings. I mean, it's a very, I think it's a very rare thing. Well, thank you very much, Liz. But I mean, I've written all my working life, but in the opposite genre. You're an academic. Yeah. And I've had a column in the newspaper where I write about politics and society. So the whole point there was to be like objective and to be rational and logical and have arguments. So I've never written like this before. So this is just, it came out of my grief. It really did. And it came out of this, this awakening, you know, uh, the way the mushrooms woke me up, you know, my senses, uh, which I write a lot about. Um, yeah. So this writing came out of the, of my, that whole process. Yeah. Yeah. So for the woman listening to this, who might be going through something really difficult, trying to process, Mm. what would you recommend, you know, short of joining a mushroom foraging course, (laughs) what, what are some healthy outlets that she can choose like you did? Well, I, as I said previously, grief is very different from person to person, and um, and one just needs to look for you know find one's own mushroom. Uh, so maybe what one needs to do is to be open to whatever comes your way, because basically when you are in the midst of this, you just want to lie down on your you know you don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go out. You don't want to. You don't want to eat. You don't want to meet people. So in a way, you know, just be open to all the all the all the suggestions that come in and tr- try to do something. Maybe one of this could work for you. Yeah. Could be you know stamp collecting. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> it could be something you've done before, or it could be something completely new for me. Of course, I mean the advantage of doing something new is that you, 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 you know, you re and you, you sort of like, you, you, you see the world in a new way. And basically, because this book is about loss and managing loss and it could be any kind of loss, right? I mean, loss of someone you love or loss of a job, loss of health, loss of anything. So it's about dealing with a crisis that involves loss that is so central to your person your, your your identity that in order to move forward you have to in a way redefine that identity yeah. and that's a huge job so the advantage of doing something new as opposed to something you have just dabbled with before is that it would it would you know shine the light in different ways you know you will you will show you something it will show you the world in a new way and right. so be open, go into, go into that new space. Maybe it could be something for you. 
I think that's so beautiful. Exactly. Because essentially you're not the same person when you lose a job or a person or, you know, part of your identity. And so choosing something new like that is in alignment with that. I mean, you, you are moving into this new space Um, and the alternative being stagnant and not growing is, is tragic. Um, So when this was all done and the book was done, did you feel like a new person? Like you were a different wound? Well, actually, it's still happening because basically mm-hmm. what's, ha- uh, you know, what's going on right now is, you know, I'm going all over the place talking about my book. And every time I talk about my book, someone would, you know, inevitably come up with a new question that I have not been asked before, or even sort of before. And then suddenly some little element, you know, falls into place. So this whole process of healing is still continuing mm-hmm. in a way, you know. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's, that's the big surprise because, you know, a lot of people ask me, oh, was it healing to journal, to write? I didn't think about it when I did it, but definitely when I look back, I mean, that has been one of the effects. But the, the thing that surprised me was, uh, you know, how this effect is still going on. Mm-hmm. Because even after, book has, even after the book has come out, you know, and been published, you know, because... Because people are still reading it and people, you know, um, yeah, respond. Yeah. And for years to come, I mean, this will be, you know, touching people's lives who, who are going through things, I'm sure of it. Um, so, yeah, you've talked about surprises and, and how you've come out on the other side. Um, is there any, any great takeaway that you want to leave the listener with, you know, on grief, on healing, um, anything in that vein? Okay, when, when I was in the midst of this, I couldn't imagine I would ever be happy again. I could not imagine what could make me happy. I could not, I could, you know, it was just impossible to see. Actually, you know, I was so, I couldn't even think about, about this project, you know, like uh, <laughs> even like about being happy. I mean, it's like, you know, I couldn't ask that question, what could make me happy? Because you're just in that very dark space. Mm -hmm. So I suppose after coming out of this tunnel, (laughs) I know that it's possible. And I think that it must be possible for, for everyone because death is part of life. Loss is part of life. People go on, you know, this has been going on for ages, but of course we're in the midst of it. It's, almost impossible to imagine what it could look like. But just to know, maybe intellectually, that that could be some kind of straw you could hang, you know, hang on to, that this will take time, effort, luck, a lot of stuff, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I love that. I love that. And so what's next for you? What, what new projects are on the horizon? I mean, is it just all book, 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 or do you have other projects in mind? No, it's book, book, book. So, so now I've become a, an author, you know, well, I yeah. am an author now, <laughs> you know, I've got one book published. It's translated in many <laughs> languages. I'm being invited to all sorts of literary events and I'm writing my second book. Oh, can you share anything about what that's going to be about yet? I can just say that there's not a single mushroom in it. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe just one. Maybe just one. Uh, I am curious, what is your favorite mushroom and why? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite mushroom would be, I think, the true morel, which is um, just incredible in in my mind, and uh, and also maybe because in Norway it's very rare, it's very difficult mm. to find. Ah. I know in the states that there are some states where you know they have like mushroom morel festivals and stuff like. This sounds wow. crazy. Abundance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've n- never experienced that. That mm. would be that would be amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that is my favorite mora, um, favorite mushroom, the true morel. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so we are to the point in the interview where I have some rapid fire questions. If you're ready, yep. Grief is grief is loving, is isn't it? It is. It is part of part of love. Hmm. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for. In, in fact, actually, everything that which has happened, even even the stuff that is difficult, you know. I mean, it's sort of like everything teaches you something. Mm-hmm. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Oh, what I said earlier to you that you know even. When things are very, very difficult and when it's impossible to see or even imagine that things could be better, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I love that. That's so powerful for anyone listening to this right now. We're all going through things. We've all been through things. Yeah. That message is, is everything. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So where can people find you online, find your book? Tell us all the things. Okay, I'm on all social media. So if you just type in my name, Long Lit Wound, you know, or just Mushrooms and Morning, that's easier. You know, you'll find me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm happy to respond. I'm always happy to to chat with my readers, you know. Uh, Yeah, please find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for the work that you've released into the world. Thank you for the work that you're continuing to do. I know a book tour and, and, and all of these things, that's exhausting, but I think it's really important and we need more messages like the one that you're putting out. We really, we really all do. So thank you. Thank you so much, Liz, for having me. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out with a friend or on social media. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You just have to hit those five stars. You don't even have to write anything. And uh, as always, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a guided meditation every Wednesday or every Monday, an interview with an amazing guest doing amazing work in the world. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.